1 Samuel chapter 26 The Ziphites went to Saul at Gibeah and said, Is not David hiding on the hill of Hekilah, which faces Jeshimon? So Saul went down to the desert of Ziph with his 3,000 select Israelite troops to search there for David. Saul made his camp beside the road on the hill of Hekilah, facing Jeshimon. But David stayed in the wilderness. When he saw that Saul had followed him there, he sent out scouts and learned that Saul had definitely arrived. Then David set out and went to the place where Saul had camped. He saw where Saul and Abner, son of Ner, the commander of the army, had lain down. Saul was lying inside the camp with the army encamped all around him. David then asked Ahimelech the Hittite and Abishai, son of Zeruiah, Joab's brother, who will go down into the camp with me to Saul? I'll go with you, said Abishai. So David and Abishai went to the army by night, and there was Saul lying asleep inside the camp with his spear stuck in the ground near his head. Abner and the soldiers were lying all around him. Abishai said to David, Today God has delivered your enemy into your hands. Now let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of the spear. I won't strike him twice. But David said to Abishai, Don't destroy him. Who can lay a hand on the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? As surely as the Lord lives, he said, the Lord himself will strike him, or his time will come and he will die, or he'll go into battle and perish. But the Lord forbid that I should lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. Now get the spear and water jug that are near his head and let's go. So David took the spear and water jug near Saul's head and they left. No one saw or knew about it, nor did anyone wake up. They were all sleeping because the Lord had put them into a deep sleep. Then David crossed over to the other side and stood on top of the hill some distance away. There was a wide space between them. He called out to the army and said to Abner, son of Ner, Aren't you going to answer me, Abner? Abner replied, Who are you who calls to the king? David said, You're a man, aren't you? And who is like you in Israel? Why didn't you guard your lord the king? Someone came to destroy your lord the king. What you have done is not good. As surely as the Lord lives, you and your men must die because you didn't guard your master, the Lord's anointed. Look around you. Where are the king's spear and water jug that were near his head? Saul recognized David's voice and said, Is that your voice, David, my son? David replied, Yes, it is, my lord, the king. And he added, Why is my lord pursuing his servant? What have I done? And what wrong am I guilty of? Now let my lord, the king, listen to his servant's words. If the Lord has incited you against me, then may he accept an offering. If, however, people have done it, may they be cursed before the Lord. They have driven me today from my share in the Lord's inheritance and have said, Go serve other gods. Now do not let my blood fall on the ground far from the presence of the Lord. The king of Israel has come out to look for a flea as one hunts a partridge in the mountains. Then Saul said, I have sinned. Come back, David, my son, because you consider my life precious today. I will not try to harm you again. 
Surely I have acted like a fool and have been terribly wrong. Here's the king's spear, David answered. Let one of your young men come over and get it. The Lord rewards everyone for their righteousness and faithfulness. The Lord delivered you into my hands today, but I wouldn't lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. As surely as I valued your life today, so may the Lord value my life and deliver me from all trouble. Then Saul said to David, May you be blessed, David, my son. You will do great things, and surely you will triumph. So David went on his way, and Saul returned home. So once again, we have an episode where um, Saul comes out against David, and David spares Saul's life. And so Saul took 3,000 soldiers to hunt for David, and and I went down to the desert to find him there. And so Saul and his army camped out, and um, David was observing this, and he asked for volunteers for people that were brave enough to go into the enemy camp. And so Abishai stands up and says, um, I'll go. And this Abishai is mentioned here as Joab's brother. Now, I want to just make a a little side note because Abishai and Joab are going to become very important people. Joab will become the captain of David's army. Abishai is his brother. Abishai and Joab are nephews to David. Their father is actually David's brother. And so this Abishai apparently is a very, very brave man. There's going to be a a lot of victories uh, recorded in Abishai's name. And Joab, the other brother, is is very brave and valiant as well. And there's a third brother we'll get to in due season. But in this case, in verse 7, we read, So David and Abishai went to the army by night, and there was Saul lying asleep inside the camp with his spear stuck in the ground near his head. Abner and the soldiers uh, were lying around him, and Abishai said to David, Today God has delivered your enemy into your hands. Now let me pin him to the ground with one thrust of the spear. And so this Abishai was ready to end it all right there. He was going to take Saul out. You know, in his reckoning, the Lord had allowed them to sneak up to Saul and find him defenseless, and Abishai was going to kill him. But he asked David for permission, and David said, Don't destroy him. Who can lay a hand on the Lord's anointed and be guiltless? And then David went on to say, As surely as the Lord lives, the Lord himself will strike him, or his time will come and die, or he'll go into battle and perish there. And so David had um, perfect confidence in the Lord that the Lord was going to deal with Saul in due season. Now, friends, this is, um, again, an example of David's excellent character and excellent spirit in that he wouldn't let this Abishai kill Saul. And so they they sneak back out, and uh, David calls attention to uh, Abner, who is Saul's commanding general, and uh, says, Someone came to destroy your lord, the king. What you've done is not good, and you deserve to be executed, essentially. And so um, Saul recognizes David's voice. He says, Is that you, David, my son? Now notice the language. David, my son, spoke tenderly to David. And uh, Saul, again, recognized his folly. He realized that David could have killed him. He recognized that David spared his life once again, and he had pursued David unjustly. So in verse 21, Saul said, I've sinned. Come back, David, my son, because you considered my life precious today. I will not try to harm you again. And so maybe Saul was, was really 
planning to be merciful, but Saul was uh, not stable at this point, and he had demonstrated time and time again um, an incapacity to leave David alone. He just uh, was obsessed with killing David. So Saul went on with his little speech. He said, surely I've acted like a fool, and I've been terribly wrong. And uh, David answered, here's your spear. You know, send somebody over for it. David went on and said, the Lord rewards everyone for their righteousness and faithfulness. The Lord delivered you into my hands today, but I wouldn't lay a hand on the Lord's anointed. As surely as I valued your life today, so may the Lord value my life and deliver me from all trouble. And so the Lord was definitely watching this exchange. He was watching David's response and David's um, honoring the call of God on Saul in the form of the anointing as king. And so um, Saul responded to David and said, May you be blessed, David, my son. You will do great things and surely triumph. So David goes on his way and Saul returns home once again. Now, this is uh, just another episode of the two contrast between uh, Saul and David. It's um, inescapable that David's character is developing in a positive way, and Saul's character is continuing its downward spiral, uh, ultimately leading to his death. And so as we see these two men, we want to be like David and not like Saul. There was a book um, written some years ago called A Tale of Three Kings, and it was about Saul and David and David's son, Absalom. And the premise of the book was that there's a little bit of Saul and a little bit of David and a little bit of Absalom in each of us, but we need to cultivate the David in us. And so David needs to ascend, and our Saul-like nature needs to be dealt with and crucified. And so, Lord, we recognize that we, too, are subject to jealousy. We, too, are subject to pettiness. Lord, forgive us. Help us to be more like David. Help us, Lord, to be people of good character. May we trust you to deal with our enemies. May we commit our lives into your hands and never attempt to take our lives back. Lord, we love you. We honor you. We thank you now. In Jesus' name, amen.